I don't know if I like the bigger, but. <laughs> uh, well, it's so good to be with you here this morning uh, to share the word of God with you. Just getting my notes open here quick. Um, I just want to say real briefly that, you know, when I was sitting there, the Lord would just minister to my heart and said, you know, the, the gifts that are coming forth from this place is just drawing other people and the presence of God, you know, deep calls unto deep. And so when people step into their gift, whether it be up here or out in the lobby or, you know, even in your seats, you may say, well, I'm not, I don't really do anything. But if you are talking to somebody else, loving on your neighbor, somebody in the lobby or someone beside you, you are using that gift. And what it does is it just kind of creates an atmosphere for God to move. And I just saw that as I was sitting there. What a, an amazing team that you have here to lead you in worship. Let's just give them a hand. And all these young people running around and helping, that, <clears throat> that's using their gifts and using their talents, which are God-given, amen? And when we use something that's God-given, whether it be here in the church or whether it be when you are going to work on Monday through Friday, when we use our gifts and our talents, it just, it kind of spills over, God spills over, and it blesses people. It blesses me when I see people, it just it just stirs me up when I see people walking in their gift. It just, it feels good. Amen? All right, so this morning, let me just pray before we begin. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity today to come and share your word with these people. I know that everyone here and even online, Lord, that everyone's going through something. Everyone's got something that's on their heart or their mind. And Lord, I know you care about every little tiny detail of what's happening in our life, maybe in our soul, maybe stuff going on in our mind. Father, you care. And so Lord, I just thank you that you are a very present help this morning in time of need, that you minister to people beyond the words that I could even say. Holy Spirit, you are our teacher. You are our guide. You comfort and minister to hearts and lives this morning. And so we expect to receive from you. We expect something from you this morning to enhance our lives. Father, some people may be just desperate to hear your voice. May something ring strong and loud and clear that they need to hear this morning by your spirit. And we thank you, Father, for your word today. In Jesus' name, amen. So today, I want to encourage you. In, in 1 Thessalonians 5.11, it says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up. I wanna spend a little time this morning reminding you, encouraging you, really about how valuable 
You are. Everyone say, I am valuable. You know, the last couple of years, we have been through the ringer. And um, I've, heard, I've heard this said, someone say this, that the past couple of years have been the great revealer. It kind of pulled back the curtain. The world had changed, people have changed, but what we see right now was already in progress. The pandemic just kind of got us there faster. And so I just want to encourage you and remind you today that, you know, you might not have been feeling too valuable the last couple of years, but you are highly valuable. The world's value system gets really imparted to us at a young age. I'll just warn you, I'm not crying. <laughs> My eye, for whatever reason, in the morning likes to water, so I'm not crying. Um, so I have a first picture to show. Um, you want to put, the, actually, the other picture. Um, yeah, now, this is my brother and I. Aren't we cute? We look like poor orphans from... <laughs> my mom said, you better explain that picture. <laughs> uh, we lived in Manitowage, which was way, way up north there at this point. And... Um, if I can remember, it was the black flies, right? There was a lot of black flies, so my mom put nylons on top of our head. <laughs> that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about, but the, the point of what I was trying to do with this picture was, um, from a very young age, I was very tall, like kindergarten. I was the tallest kid in the class. I was always the tallest, and I, uh, you know, you stick out in a crowd when you're taller. And, um, you know, uh, basically, I, I try to put my leg out when I'm standing with a group of people to lower my height. I probably looked ridiculous. But I so badly wanted to be what everybody else's height was because I felt there was, you know, value in being like everybody else. Um, I, I learned as I grew older that my height was actually an advantage to some sports that I love to play like basketball, um, <clears throat> track and high jump. I knew that I could jump higher and I could run faster with my legs. So it became an advantage. Now, <clears throat> sorry, your, yours might be the opposite. You might have been shorter than me and wanted to be taller but we felt that there was a value to be really like everybody else. All right, you can show that other picture now. <clears throat> now this picture is in high school, and uh, we were not living in Manitowoc then, but this was poor credit actually. And this car right there was um, given to us by our grandparents. Now, I want to say this was the 80s, but I could be totally wrong. But anyways, that car um, was given to us, and it was probably from the 70s. It was a seven, 1970 Plymouth, and I called it a yellow boat, and it had no power steering. So you know how old it was. <laughs> okay. 
So all my friends are driving around in their dream car. Well, at least I thought it was, although it was a car probably just from that era. I'm in a huge yellow boat. So, you know, my dad says I rolled my eyes a lot. Well, no wonder I had to drive that thing. But um, we grow up basing our, our lives on the world's value system. You know, and I'm sure, you know, each of you could get up here this morning and, and tell me or tell all of us how maybe you didn't fit in with the crowd or you didn't feel valued, maybe at work or in your family, you didn't feel valued. You know, even through this pandemic, there has been a value put on people. You could have felt like you were not in a class that was very important, and other classes during this pandemic were important. So the way out for all of us is to really meditate and to think on God's standard of value. And it's really something we... You know, we have to continually, you know, God tells us to meditate on the word day and night. When we get that word on the inside of us, then we can begin to, you know, bring it to our remembrance. And when thoughts and lies come to us that we aren't valuable, then we have to literally kind of remind ourselves, yes, God calls me valuable. I read this story of a nine-year-old boy, his name was James Savage, and the boy swam two miles from the San Francisco shoreline to Alcatraz Island and back, breaking the record for the youngest person to accomplish this feat. But 30 minutes into his swim, the choppy, frigid waters that he was swimming in made him want to quit. But a fleet of paddlers called out. They surrounded him and said, you can do it. They were cheering him on. Come on, keep going, you can do it. And so that encouragement caused him to give him the boost that he needed to finish that goal and break that record. You know, through these last couple of years, some people, more than others, all of us went through it, but some more than others had some really choppy, frigid waters and through this, this time maybe have wanted to quit. Throw in the towel. But I want to encourage you and I want you to actually look around you. We have to learn to lift up our eyes. Listen, these past two years, wearing masks, I was walking through the grocery store, didn't wanna look at anybody. We actually need to lift up our eyes. We need to look around us and we need to see our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ and ask God to lead us. Ask God to impress upon us who needs encouragement this morning, who needs someone to come alongside them and say, you know what, I'm here for you. You need to talk, give me a call. Or say, you know what, I'm gonna call you 
I'm gonna call you next week and I'm gonna call you, I'm gonna keep calling you. I care about you, encouraging people. You can make it, you can do it. You know, what the devil has meant for evil, God will turn it for good. You know, some people have had like a seismic shift in their life. All of us had a shift, but some people, it's just been like a seismic shift in their life. Either they've lost, had lost someone they loved, or they lost their career. It's gone. Or they lost a job. Nothing in their life looks like it did prior to, and some people are shaking their heads in here. So we need to come alongside one another and encourage each other, love each other. You know, in Acts 14, verse 19 through 22, I don't think I gave you the whole scripture, but I'm just gonna read some of it. It said, but the Jews came to Antioch and Iconium Having persuaded the crowds, they stoned Paul and dragged him out of the city, supposing that he was dead. But when the disciples gathered around him, Paul rose up, and then Paul entered into the city, uh, and the next day he went with Barnabas to Derbe, and when they had preached, many people found Christ. And then it says, and when they had preached the gospel, they returned to Lystra, to Iconium, and to Antioch, strengthening the souls of the disciples, encouraging them to continue in the faith. I want to encourage you to continue in the faith. God's got a plan. You know, troubles weaken people. It weakens them sometimes mentally. It sometimes weakens their soul. But encouragement strengthens people. So I want to strengthen you by reminding you today about how valuable you are. And we're just going to look at a few things this morning. You are valuable because of the purchaser the one who purchased you. You were dead in sin, but God bought you out. Hallelujah. Praise God. It says in 1 Corinthians 6, 6, 19, you were bought with a price. You may feel like you're on the junk heap of life, but the world, and the world may have thrown you out. You're done. You're finished. You're worthless. You were, you were at a middle age and you lost your career these last two years. How in the world am I gonna do anything at this age? But God's got a plan. God's gonna bring you through. God's gonna take you to the other side of what you're needing. But God, who is rich in mercy. Oh, praise God. He's rich in mercy. And his great love for us calls you and I valuable. Your value isn't just resident in you, in your life, but in the one who bought you and purchased you and brought you into his family. You're valuable because of the price that was paid for you. Salvation is free, but it didn't come cheap. 
It cost God his only son. Ephesians 2.8 says, For it is by grace that you have been saved. Through faith that, it, that this is not from yourself, but it is a gift from God. And John 3.16, <clears throat> For God so loved this world in all of its sin." And he gave his only son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Your worth is directly linked to the price that was paid for you. You are valuable. You're valuable because of the position in which you have been placed. Ephesians 2.6 says, and God raised us up with Christ and seated us in heavenly places, in heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. So, you know, people fuss over getting to sit in a certain spot or in a, in a banquet or a meeting to sit in a a certain position of responsibility or prestige. But you and I, as Christ followers, have been seated by the man. The man above all men, we've been given a seat. Hallelujah. And this seat we've been given is the best seat in the house. (laughs) that we've all been seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And this seat also comes with a seat of authority. We have authority in the name of Jesus. We have this position of joint heirs with Jesus Christ that we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. We're highly valuable. You're valuable because of the people that you can reach. And I think that this might be the most important. The people that you can reach, first starting with your family, your children, and what God wants to do in and through them. How God wants to use you. You know, this puts everything into perspective that It's about the people that you can reach because why did God make you the way that you are? Why have you gone through the things that you have gone through? Why did you come on the scene in this time, in this season of history? You were born in this time and this seasons with the gifts the talents, the abilities that God has given you. I was talking about that at the beginning. Every one of us should want to desire to use those gifts, use those talents, use those abilities. And when we do, it's going to draw upon other people, their gift, their ability. It's going to draw it out. So as each one of you step in and take your place, run your race, you're gonna affect people. You're gonna affect people in here. You're gonna affect people out there. You're gonna affect people. God needs you. 
You, little old you. He needs you and you're valuable. You have a divine purpose, a holy calling. Well, I'm not called to stand up there and preach, no, but you're called to preach out there. You're called to preach wherever you go and you can preach not only with, you know, the words coming out of your mouth because you can say, I don't know what to say, I don't know what to do, but you can preach with your life. When everybody in the lunchroom is talking about Susie Q, don't join in. When everybody is taking something from work or stealing some time, don't do it. You're valuable. You're precious as you walk out and do what God's calling you to do. Walk in who we are in Christ Jesus. You know, the world might think that what we do in God may look like a failure. But the world thought Jesus They thought Jesus had failed when he died on the cross. But it was the absolute opposite. He was doing what his father called him to do. And the resurrection was proof of it. The world would look down on Peter and Paul as they died in martyrdom. And they gave their lives. And they would say, oh, that was a waste. But those two men are in the hall of faith in heaven. Because God doesn't measure the same way men do. And we have to watch that we, all that value system in which we learned as a kid doesn't try to continually creep up in our mind. But we see that we are valuable. We are highly important in the kingdom of God. Jeremiah 1.5 says, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart and appointed you. You're not an accident. You're highly valued. And in God's divine plan, He has prepared people for you to reach. Wherever you go, he's preparing people for you to reach. You're valuable because of the potential that's inside you. 1 John 4.4 You, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because of the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. You have unlimited possibilities because all things are possible to him who believes. There is this young man, I heard a story about, his name is Benson Ayahosa. Did I say that name right? Everybody knows him. (laughs) That says something. I will not try to say the name again. But Benson... Benson was born a sickly baby in Nigeria. His father didn't want another mouth to feed, so he told his mother to throw him out. 
He was wrapped up in a blanket and thrown out on a trash heap. The thought, they thought he was dead. But that same evening, rain began to fall. The blanket got wet and the baby cried out in the middle of the night. The mother retrieved him and raised him in hiding from the father. He never wore a pair of shoes until the age of 17 years old. But today, over 5,000 churches have been raised up in Africa through his ministry, and I've heard that it's a global ministry. Yes, praise God. You know, you may feel like you've been thrown on, you know, the trash heap of life. Hmm. When, but when God brings you in, you're valuable, you're precious. Everyone say that with me, I'm valuable. You know, I just pray that it just resonates on the inside of you, that it just rings in you all week long, and that it just, the Holy Spirit reminds you of your value in the weeks to come. Let's just pray. Lord, today, I ask you to give a revelation so clear, so precise, so profound that they just, that people in this room just see their sense of value, their sense of worth, that the world's value system just falls to the ground. The lies, the deception, which their father is the father of lies. But our Father, our Heavenly Father, calls us valuable, calls us precious. Father, I just thank you for the price that you paid, the position that you placed each person, the purpose in which you put on the inside of them, and the people that you want them to reach Father, I thank you for the giftings, the callings on the inside of them, Lord. I just ask for the deep within them to just rise up. Those who have been lukewarm, those who have been dry and just felt a, a God, where are you? Father, I just ask you to burn a passion, burn a flame bright on the inside of them. Father, and if there's anyone under the sound of my voice today that does not know you personally, I ask you to open their eyes that they may see, that Father, they may desire to know you personally and, and have a personal relationship with you and their need of you, the values of this world are empty, they're dead, but your value is vast, it's mighty, it fills us to overflowing with God himself. 
So we pray this all, Lord Jesus, in your name. And with every head bowed and every eye closed, if there's anybody here today and you say, you know what? I don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, but I'd like to today. I'd like to make that decision. I'm just gonna ask you to lift your hand so that we can pray with you. I'm not gonna ask you to come forward. Just pray this with me this morning. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins and make me new. And now, Father, I thank you that I can have a relationship with you from this day forward. I am valuable. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we just worship you. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Praise God. God is good. Amen. Well, bless you all. Loved being here today and ministering the word to you. My niece is going to come forward. A round of applause to everyone who made that decision for the first time today. Yes, thank you so much, Pastor Sherry. Um, if you guys made that decision for the first time today, we just encourage you to take a connect card from the seat pocket in front of you. Fill that out and turn that into our info desk out in the lobby. If you're watching with us online, we encourage you to email the info at thecitychurch.ca and someone will get you connected with resources and people to talk to and connect here at the church. Awesome. Can we just give another big round of applause for Pastor Sherry this I was taking notes and my notebook was like filled page after page. It's like, yes, so many, so many letter P words. It was just filling purpose, purchaser, price. Guys, that's hard to do to all that alliteration in there. So kudos to you. Um, but I just want to encourage you guys um, with that challenge that Pastor Sherry gave us today with lift your eyes this week. Just pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead. Who can he um, use you to encourage this week? And you know what? It might even start out there in that church lobby. So I just encourage you guys, keep your eyes up. Be praying, how God can you use me today to encourage someone else? Because you are valuable. I think we should all say that one more time again. Let's all say, I am valuable. I am valuable. Oh, such a good reminder. Awesome. Well, we loved having you guys here with us this Sunday morning. And I can't wait to see you all next week at 9 and 11 a.m. Have a good Sunday, guys.